What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the BTR podcast. Um, before we continue, thank you for all the love and support. We're getting more subscribers um, and the support on the podcast we did with Jeevan. Um, if you guys haven't watched it, make sure you guys tune in. Yeah, we're slowly growing, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, just like, comment, and subscribe for more videos like these. Also, the sports content, like you know, is always going to be happening Monday and Thursdays. So let's get into it. Um, yeah, let's go. Um, MLB trade deadline. Let's just start with that right away. Um, it happened Tuesday. So at the time of this recording was yesterday. So Tuesday. Um, let's just get off. Let's just get into the trades. And then we'll just talk about the big trades. Yeah, talk about the big trades. Yeah, we don't need to talk about some people we don't know. But you might know some of these guys. So get your phone ready in case I miss anyone. Um, right off the bat, let's just start with the Blue Jays. <laughs> uh, uh, let's just do it with the Blue Jays, right? Yeah, just get it over because we know that trade. It was... We'll try not to talk too long about the Blue Jays. Yeah. Because, you know... No, not everyone likes them. <laughs> um, we'll go off the bat. We're going to go... The Blue Jays and the Cardinals made another trade. So all the deals that uh, Jays have done, you know, the, during the season, all been with the Cardinals. So it's... And then even in history, <laughs> like Scott Rowland, Kobe Rasmus, you've seen so many trades between the two teams as well. But it was Paul DeYoung shortstop for Matt Svonson. Uh, Svonson, Svonson. Svonson. Um minor league pitcher who just got promoted to double a um was recently with vancouver he was near us man um so yeah we did i well, probably didn't watch him right? yeah uh, i yeah i, I double checked if he was a pitcher from that well, day. honestly we didn't pay attention because we started watching the fights there no but no um the first bit we did like, yeah no but he's yeah. a bullpen guy no no he's, no, a, he's starter. a starter he should be a starter yeah okay then i mind then um well, yeah, then we did pay attention okay so uh, off the bat, this trade was simply because of Bo Bichette. It, not simply, it may have been even if Bo Bichette wasn't injured, but we feel like personally, both of us, that was because of the Bo Bichette injury. We had no clue what was happening. Blessing in disguise, that injury happened before. Not Obviously, we're not happy he got injured. He was probably your best player this year. He is our best player. Um, Well, you could argue the pitchers too, but in terms of the best hitter, yeah. And yeah, so I think this was just an insurance. He was like, he was like the, one of the two best available potentially between him and Tim Anderson. So, you know, well, giving, not even, there's not many hitters available either. Yeah, like, like the theme of this, you'll notice, is we're going to be naming a lot of pitchers more so than hitters. So he was one of the few hitters that did get traded. Um, yeah, it was just a just an insurance policy. Bo, yeah. uh, Bo, Bo Bichette is thankfully not like torn anything whatsoever. Yeah, there's no structural. 10, 10 day IL. So 10 day IL, no so, structural damage or anything like that. You no, know, first game, he already won today. So that's good. But we already lost the other two. <laughs> but he didn't play in them. That's the key. Huh? He didn't play in them. Who? Uh, oh, he played yesterday? Who? Paul uh, DeYoung? Yeah. Oh, no. Paul DeYoung got traded yesterday. Yeah, so I'm saying he played today. Also, he's one and know as Blue Jay, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So he's, yeah. we're undefeated with him right now. But yeah, no, this was just simply... I know we were targeting Teoscar Hernandez as well. Didn't happen. We'll get into that in our winners and losers for a second. But yeah, your reactions quickly on the trade. We don't need to go too much. We are obviously added just, two obviously pitchers Obviously, we have well. like Jordan Hicks and like Yanisis Cabrera. And then obviously another Cardinal, Paul DeYoung. Like you said, it's just, I think this deal would have went down even if Bobachet didn't get injured. Reason being, I feel like Ross Atkins, he he said like he wanted to add some infield depth. Well, yeah. So like obviously people thought we were going to go out power bat, which is why Teoscar Hernandez, the guys like that were linked. Um, with with Paul DeYoung, it was mainly the shortstop position. He's obviously a better defender than Bobachet, but not as good as a hitter. He's a very inconsistent hitter. He was second in Rookie of the Year 
to Cody Ballinger. And he had a 30 home run season. And he had once. a 30 home run season where he was all-star as well. And then so ever since then, it, he's been up and down. It's been up and down, yeah. very inconsistent. So he has, like, if he hit, if he's on with the Jays, then it's a good trade, obviously. But defensively, it helps. So if even though Boba has been better, but we have a defensive option if need be late games as well. Yeah, but thing with Paul DeYoung is uh, he's like Matt Chapman-esque kind of defensively. And obviously, they're going to be on the they're on the same, same side, same side yeah. of the infield as well. Our defense has already been a plus this year, and we just made it better. Yeah, with the, especially yeah, that, with the, now, obviously our outfield defense has been insane. Outfield infield been good. defense infield has just got been, better now. And too. the thing with him is like, you like if Paul DeYoung does like you know go like does decent on the hitting side, right? Uh, we could always limit Varshal's at bats by moving Maryfield to the outfield, and when Bashak comes back, DeYoung could go to second yeah, base. Yeah, I don't know if it's just more of a second or third base um i don't know if i you mean know. if you're a shortstop you should be able to play second base too yeah so we'll like see it's, not, it's like the, literally the same thing yeah so just shorter distance yeah we'll just keep it there um obviously we'll get into the uh aftermath of our favorites to come out now yeah just like it's just an insurance deal type yeah thing. most likely little surprise we didn't add another power bat but obviously like you said the market wasn't there um oh i was gonna ask you a question before but remind me of a question i was gonna ask you after we recap this um, let's go off the biggest trade, I think. Justin Verlander. Yeah, I mean, back Astros to the uh, Mets to the Astros for two uh, minor league guys. I'm so I'm assuming a lot of these guys are minor league. Yeah, they're prospects. two prospects. I think yeah. one of them is really good. I yeah, so I don't know which one's really good, but I know one of them really good. Mets or no? Uh, well, we don't. We're not gonna talk about the Mets right now, but Houston. Obviously, they were struggling this year. Um. Shout out to Framber Valdez. I'll just say it right now. No hitter on like what ninety pitches or whatever it was. Like the fewest. One of the fewest like pitches. Like one of the fewest like in a long time. Yeah. So Framber Valdez. Uh, obviously now you add Justin Verlander back, who was Cy Young last year, if I'm not mistaken. And he's returning like back to form this year because he started off slow. Yeah. And now he's trying. To, he's found his game a little bit. Going back to familiar spot again. Um. Yeah. So Justin Verlander will help the Astros. This is where it's gonna get tough. Right, because we're gonna obviously pre- uh, recap, preview the our predict. Or we're gonna give our predictions in a second. So that was the first trade. Yeah, but now let's just jump to the next one because now from being teammates to division rivals, we already talked about Max Scherzer. Yeah, no, but I'm just trying to bring this point. Oh up. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so I was gonna bring that up to forgot. Yeah, about because Max Scherzer is now a Ranger, so then they're also. Duke and they're neck up. and neck. For they're the neck and neck league. for first place as well. Yeah, so I mean, they obviously reunited with the Mets. From Detroit days. Yeah. And obviously both of them in their own right are been aces in Washington and Detroit respectively. And like you said, we're high paid pitchers. The reason why Mets paid them. And yeah, like you mentioned, they're going back. But you mentioned Max Scherzer. Did you hear his little post game? Or not post game. The press conference. What did he say? Um, so, he's like, I had a conversation with the Mets and they want to go back. Uh, and like go back on a few things, and they're not gonna, they're not looking to you know be serious for the next year or two. <laughs> now we'll uh, okay, we'll just talk about it right now since I've been a key, I kept rooting the Mets. Are you do you buy that? Because Steve Cohen has money, right? I like what the Mets did in terms of right now, right before the season. The expectations were different. They failed the expectations. At least they recognized that and got rid of a lot of guys. And they got some good prospects, right? They, I think they got yeah one of the tops. One of Houston's top prospects. They got Acuna. Acuna's brother and Luis Angel Acuna. Yeah. Uh, which is Texas' top prospect. So they definitely gotten better in the prospect sides of things. But like if Otani's available in free agent, I'm pretty sure Steve Cohen's going to yeah. throw the bag at him. 
Yeah, maybe this is why he's trying to save, save some money that way. But he's still paying, like, I think 50% of their contracts, too, I believe. So, um, yeah, like, on the Mets side of things, I've seen a lot of re- um, grades, and they give him, like, an A or a B just because they recognized it. They, didn't, they got rid of, like, uh, obviously, we'll get into the trade later. Khan, Kana. Marcana, Tommy uh, Pham. Yeah, so... It's like the, the, the usual piece that we're targets yeah. at the whole time. Now... Tommy Pham's a diamond back who... We'll, we'll get into that in a second. Let's just finish this off quickly. You, uh, I know I cut you off. Um, Scherzer versus Verlander. Yeah, it's going to be pretty fun to watch down the stretch now because like both teams are trying to win the division. And obviously, Houston's been disappointing from their, for their standards. Rangers have been excelling. And now they're going to battle at it again. Yeah, uh... It's going to be fun to watch for sure. And I know we mentioned the last part as well. Scherzer and DeGrom reunited. Yeah. So but we don't even know what DeGrom's health is right now. So I mean, I would expect both teams to make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Just don't know who's going to win the division now at this rate. Yeah. All right. Like you were mentioning, Tommy Pham. Yeah. Tommy Pham to Diamondbacks with uh, Diamondbacks also acquiring Paul Seawald, the Seattle closer as well. Yeah. So they made a couple of good moves there. And... uh. They're looking serious, like, to make that little playoff push. They're currently out of a spot by, like, half a game or so, like, one Yeah, game. it's a tight race. So, it's a tight race between, like, uh, I think San Francisco just won their 60th game of the season, joining San Francisco, a- Atlanta and the Dodgers as the only other 60 teams in the NIL, not in the AL. I'm so, San Francisco's that. first in division? No, that's at the joined 60. They're in the 60-win club in the NL now, too. Yeah, so, Do- so I think Dodgers Do- are still up by, like, Dodgers a Dodgers are something. still up, right? Yeah. So, I think... I think San Fran and Arizona had a big series right now. I think San Fran won it. Yeah. So I remember watching this one, the I think game one of the series. They were like uh, in the extra innings. So it was a good game to watch there. But yeah, no, Arizona adding these two pieces, showing that like, you know, they're trying to really make a push here. Yeah. Because they're on the brink. Yeah, no, I, I like what the D-backs are doing. They're, you know, they're like, they're kind of doing what the Mariners did last year by bringing in Luis Castillo. In this case, they bring in a, obviously a batter. And, and a closer. And a closer in Paul Sewell. So, it's like, they're there, right? Like, they ha- obviously, no one expected them to be this good. And, yes, they may have struggled outside, out of the All-Star break a little bit because they're now no longer in the playoff spot like they once were. But this will obviously help propel them. There's still, like, two months to go, right? Baseball is baseball. Anything could happen, right? So, yeah. Um, moving on, let's go. I'm going to go in order here quickly before I forget. Jack Flaherty. Yeah, Jack Flaherty, Orioles, trying to look, trying to bolster their starting pitching. They were um, heavily linked to Justin Verlander. Obviously, yeah, that trade didn't go down, and uh, and then, then th- this trade happened like ten minutes before the deadline. Yeah, I I guess they just wanted to add a whoever was just remaining type yeah. thing, right? Jack Flaherty obviously is a decent pitcher, not the greatest on the market, obviously. But he will he will help them for a little bit. There. He starts tomorrow or today when this pod comes out. So, by the time this pod comes out, I think the Jays play early game anyway. Yeah, so Jays start at pitching. 12 yeah. PSD. So, so, by the time this comes out, he'll be already be pitching. So, you'll know how he's doing on his new team. But, like we mentioned, the Orioles, obviously, above, above and beyond, they're killing it. Their hitting is insane. Their bullpen's insane. Their pitching, even their starting pitching is decent. It's just, that was their weakest point. And they, even though it wasn't, like, their weakest point, like, killing them, they made it better. Yeah, they made it better. Another thing that Orioles... I think should have done is add a little bit more bullpen depth, right? Because you know you have your two-headed monster in Cano and Batista, but like if you want a guy coming in before them, you know, trying to help you 
get them get yourselves to the eighth inning where you could put in Cano and then eventually Batista would have been a nice piece to add as well. Yeah. All right. Josh Bell to the Marlins along with Jake Berger to the Marlins. So obviously White Sox gave up Jake Berger and Josh um, Bell from the Guardians for John Segura who got uh, released as well. So, oh, wow, he got released. <laughs> yeah, so Guardians, I believe, released him, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, so same similar situation to the Diamondbacks. They're trying to like, they're in a playoff spot right now, went above and beyond this year. They're just adding, you know, bats to their name. Uh, yeah, there's nothing most. I think both guys have decent power. I don't know if they're showing it well this year, but uh, so, I mean, it's good ads for the Marlins. They're taking a chance, like the Diamondbacks, right? Unexpected team. And uh, this is like, without peak Alcantara as well, right? Yeah. So, I don't know if he's been doing good recently or not, but, like, obviously, before the All-Star break. You know, even though Luis Urias was killing it, he kind of went down a bit, even though that's still saying a lot because he's still leading batting average, but once upon a time was a 400 hitter. So, he's yeah. now in the 300s, which is still insane, but, like, you know, we were used to seeing some greatness for a second there. But Yeah, I mean, it's hard to keep up, right? Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, um, but, no, like... You got a leadoff guy, right? You got a little bit of power in Bell, right? And Jake Berger, the best name in baseball, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll see if, like, you know, getting on base, obviously power, bringing him home. Maybe that's what they needed a little bit more. Yeah. Driving in runs, runners in scoring position type thing. So we'll see how those moves work out for them. Let's move on to the Padres. So there are quite a bit of quite a bit of moves. So there were one of the teams that were supposed to sell, obviously didn't. Right, because they went on a pretty decent run to kind of put them back in playoff spot. But again, are they going to make it? We don't know. But you know, they're going for it. Like we mentioned last pod, it just I will bet on their talent all day, every day, just because it's that elite. You know, Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis, Manny Machado, so on and so forth. On the pitching side, you got Blake Snell, arguable Cy Young. No, well, maybe Cy Young, but in the candidacy, you got uh, Joe Musgrove, also in that similar stat. You Darvish has been up and down, but. Yeah, they added a, bo- a relief pitcher in Scott Barlow Had a from the Royals. Had a great year last year. Um, Not so much this year, but still. They also... These solid pitchers. I also added st- uh, starting pitcher Rich Hill from the Pirates, who shit the bed. <laughs> considering what they were Pirates, in the right? Year. Their last place in a division. L- now their last place, or like teetering with yeah, the Cardinals. Rich Hill. Rich Hill's a veteran. And your boy you liked a lot, G-Man Choi. I just like his name. Yeah. So, <laughs> so G- they added those three pieces. Obviously, they're trying to make a run for it. They're currently, if I'm not mistaken, um, standings, National League. So they are eight and a half game out of the division, but out of Division's the out of wild card, they have four games, right? So they still have a decent chance. They are wild card. They're team. one game under 500 at this moment. I don't know if this is the up- most updated one. So they could possibly be even be 500 or two below 500. But as of right now on the score app, it says they're under 500. So yeah, um, that's what uh, the Padres did. And like I said, just bet on the talent and hopefully they just get there. Yeah, so... I mean, those are like the big, big names, right? Um, Michael Lorenzen to the Phillies. Yeah, that's a big ad. He's a multi, multi-inning guy. Phillies for are turning you. it around. Bryce Harper's healthy. Yeah, Phillies did definitely are turning around. They should. I think they should be one of the wildcard teams, right? Yeah. Because Atlanta, Atlanta got the division lock right now. Um. Yeah. So those are Brad Hand is to the Braves. <laughs> Brad Hand, the worst acquisition by Blue Jays history on the deadline. Um. Uh, am I missing any Mark Hanna to the? Oh, Brewers. this dude right here. 
Mark Hanna to the Brewers. Yeah, Mark Hanna to the Brewers. But one of this guy, this guy's name was coming off a lot. He's to the Cubs, which is Jaime Candelario. Yes, from yeah. the Nationals. Yeah. So he Cubs, was like heavily, Cubs are also he was somewhat linked to the Jays. I remember yeah. seeing some reports before he got traded to the Cubs. Cubs are the same thing. Cubs are the same thing. As They're the actually better than the Padres right now. They're you know once upon a time were the Blue Jays or the Yankees going to trade for Cody Bellinger? Were the Blue Jays going to get Marcus Stroman or the Orioles going to get Marcus Stroman? Um, no. So they they decided to run it back, which you know they're only like two games out, so it doesn't matter. It, they could still make it, right? So. Yeah, um, I think those are the big ones. Randall Grichuk, did that happen July 30th? I think we were we were done recording. Yeah, so this happened right after we were done recording. Yeah. Rand- Randall Grichuk and CJ Cron. Because, yeah, Jordan Montgomery happened before we recorded. Yeah, yeah Okay, Jordan yeah, Montgomery so before. Randall Grichuk, CJ Cron got traded to the Angels. And that's big because, obviously, they're not trading Gotani. They're trying to convince him that we're serious. And, again, similar situation as the Padres, mainly. Um, yeah, uh, they got, like... Obviously, in recent years, CJ Cron has been pretty decent for the Rockies. Um, I don't think he was too much this year. And then Ronald Grichuk is hitting 300. Yeah. So, obviously, they're decent as Ronald Grichuk was like a Blue Jays target too, potentially. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, that's it for the trades. So, we'll get into who are winners and losers. But before that, a couple of, you know, names that were linked to places. Teoscar Hernandez, they were saying that he was for sure going to get traded, didn't get traded. Free agent, for, free agent as free well. Free agent as well. They thought that his value would help him still make the playoffs. Again, they're in, in range. That's why Seawall got traded too, because he all the they thought free that, agent as yeah, well. Yeah, for him. That's why we're going to get into Seattle in a second, but that was one name. Ty France, another one from Seattle. Dylan Seas, and I know you said they weren't going to get traded, but there were reports that they were shopping him with like 10, 15 minutes to go before, and nothing panned out. Uh, yeah, Dylan Seas wasn't going to get you your biggest return uh, for the White Sox. Yeah. But I felt like they still have club control over him, him and Luis Robert. He was also being shocked. Yeah, so I was a little bit sur- I thought those two were like the only uh, pieces that won't be moved by the White Sox, but I guess I was wrong. Any other names? You Off think? the top of my head, obviously Tim Anderson. Yeah. I thought I, thought, I genuinely thought Blue Jays were getting Tim Anderson. Chicago is done. <laughs> Essentially, Chicago is a fire sale. Yeah, White Sox are done. Mets are done. And uh, yeah, really, that that's it. Mariners for me are a little bit mixed. I didn't really understand what they were doing. Okay, so like I said, let's go winners and losers. Yeah, let's just get into it right now because so you're showing up the Mariners. Obviously, you bring them the loser. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm put Mariners and losers like because uh, I can't talk. Mariners as a loser because you know you trade your way closer, right? Um, you were planning on shopping. You, trade you could potentially AJ lose Pollock and a couple of veteran pieces there. Yeah, you could potentially lose the Oscar Hernandez for free now. Yes, you may not be having the greatest season, but it's better to lose him for you know a little bit. of Get a little bit of something in return for him, right? Yeah, no, so that's the thing that confuses me. Their explanation was Teoscar helps them win now. So if that was the case, then why'd you say, why'd why you would trade you trade your closer? Yeah. At the end of the day, like, I understand you have, like, decent arms, right? Felix Bautista, wrong team? Felix Bautista, wrong and Orioles. I, the minute I said that, wrong Are team, I'm good? mixing the two. Um, ca- uh, Castro? No. What's his name? Diego Castillo? Yes. Castillo. Is he even on the Mariners? <laughs> well, that guy moves it. a lot, I remember. But no, another guy, like one of the guys they do have is uh, Matt Brash. Yeah. Uh, the guy from last year in the playoffs against That's the, the guy, was in the Munoz. Munoz. Yeah, Munoz. Yeah, okay, so. I think he's been injured for a bit this year. But yeah, I know. But again, if you're trying to win, how are you trading away your closer? I don't understand that, right? Like either you're selling or you're buying or you're staying put. They have sold. And half stayed put. 
It made no sense. Like, I understand trading Patrick, uh, not Patrick, Paul Seawald made sense because you probably, he was the highest value right now and teams need closers and clearly um, the D-backs wanted him and you you traded him because that was the highest value you got. But are you, how much of a push are you going to make? Is Teoscar Hernandez going to refine his Blue Jays form or his earlier in the season form? I mean, form? He's, he's hitting lefties well, but like that's pretty much it. Also, Diego Castillo's not there anymore. Uh, they added in Trent Thornton and former Blue Jay. Oh, that was a trade. Yeah, year. I mean, he had a good. Trent Thornton had a good outing uh, yesterday or two days ago. He, I think he went like two innings and like one hit only yeah. out. They're just but no lose. now like yeah, generally like your two guys out of the bullpen now are gonna be like Matt Brash and Andres Munoz. Yeah, like those are your two like big arms, and obviously you trade away Swanson La and the. Or the Oscar, or the Oscar Hernandez. Yeah. I feel like they didn't want to trade the Oscar back to the Blue Jays. That could have been it, but like, they're saying that. Just, yeah, who knows? They're like, well, they're like basically, if we do that, we where we we are expect accepting the fee for the trade. Yeah. So maybe Blue Jays were definitely there like that. I mean, I'm confident the Blue Jays were trying to get that better, but other than the Oscar, I don't really think anyone else was there. Yeah, like Tommy Pham and them, but again, like Tommy Pham was gone. Right, Marikana was gone, so Gritchick was gone. I think Gritchick would have been their last option. Yeah. But Gritchick was gone a day yeah, before. Yeah, I didn't see many names linked to them uh, after the trade, like based on like reporters, like after the um, De Jong trade. So, yeah, it was other than Teoscar Hernandez. They're saying that we were the favorites. But, should I go with another loser? Because I have a loser, but I have yeah, also go a with loser. Just go with losers. Okay, loser, New York Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> no clue what you guys are doing. Like, today they were fi- uh, chanting Fire Cashman, um, uh, their GM. And I make sense, right? Because you're not used to seeing the Yankees last place at this point. It's been, like, over two decades that they were last place. Yeah, it's been at a this while point of the season. at this point. And you add, it's also rare to see that they don't add anyone. Yeah, like, they added one piece. Like, it's everybody's the, like, okay, it's cool. Matt piece, Like, right? they were linked to Cody Bellinger. They were linked to Randall Gritchick. Neither happened. Obviously, Bellinger was off the market. But... Again, like they, they're not that far out. At the end of the day, every all five teams in the playoffs, and AL, East. AL East, are in the playoff hunt. Yeah, they're right? three and a half games behind. They didn't the even Blue Jays. they didn't sell Blue Jays, either. Yeah, Blue Jays are the last wild card, wild card spot. Red Sox are two and a half behind right now. Currently. And then Yankees are another game. And Yankees behind the Red are Sox. three and a half. Yeah, so behind. So I just don't know what they're doing. Like you're, you're not out you're, of it. You didn't sell. Like last year, I know the Red Sox kind of sold, and this year the Red Sox kind of gave away pieces as well. And the same thing, I'm gonna put them together. The Red Sox and the Yankees both. It's just confusing. It's just yeah. genuinely confusing. Like, it's just, I'm gonna put them. I'm gonna package them together because you genuinely are not that far off. The Red Sox have a good record against the Jays this year. Like they're undefeated against the Jays. They're undefeated. So when they play this year again, they could make it close. Like last time when they swept they're, them, they're they still couldn't pass them. They're Orioles tomorrow. The Jays are playing. Yeah, and then it's a three game at Fenway against Red Sox. Yeah, I so. Obviously, You're two and a half behind. If we win tomorrow, the Jays win tomorrow, and Red Sox lose, that's it. That means if the Red Sox sweep us again, they're tied with us. They're half game behind. Yeah, so yeah. why wouldn't they just add pieces? Because if the Blue Jays are barely holding on. Like, you saw the Blue Jays make some moves to help them out, right? Now, are they over-the-top moves? Maybe not. It was just an insurance move. But you're seeing teams like, who I'm going to go to my winner now, Texas. Yeah, Texas Rangers are a winner. They add uh, two starters, and uh, Max Scherzer and Jordan Montgomery. Yeah, Jordan Montgomery. And then they also um, already a decent team. Those are the two big ads they had. Yeah. Right? And then... Hitting-wise, they're already set. Yeah. Like, you got 
you spent your money on Simeon Seager, yeah. you got Adolis Garcia, who's an all-star, Jonah Heim, Josh Jung, rookie of the year candidate. Yeah. That's like five batters right there. So, um, uh, yeah, I think those are like, off the top. Those are five I could think of right now. Yeah, and they just got went out and they addressed more pitching, like you said, with Degrom injured and now Evaldi's they got an ace, for a little like, bit. And then if Degrom comes back, they have a double ace and Evaldi being your three. Yeah, so, and then Montgomery being your four. Yeah, like you have, so in playoffs you need four legit starters, right? They have that right now. Yeah, um, if they're all healthy, hopefully. Yeah, like I, I'm gonna throw in Houston and the winners again. I'm gonna package them together because. They added Verlander. They're literally neck and neck, right? They're literally the opposite of what the J- Yankees and the uh, uh, Red Sox are doing. Yeah, um, yeah. I would, I would agree. Astros are winners. I would just like, they're like for me, they're like a small dub team. Yeah, right. They're not like big dub like Rangers, but no, Verlander obviously is definitely gonna help, especially what he did for you last year. Yeah. Uh, another he winner, did struggle in the playoffs. Though. Another winner for me. I'm gonna package these two together as well because they're both sellers. The Mets and the Cardinals. Um, obviously, the Mets were going off their money. So, they, this did sell. They weren't, like, overly curious. So, I like the trades they did to get off. Now, preseason, I don't give a shit. They're still, like, an F team. Uh, both, of these are, both of these are F teams performance-wise. But, like, what they did at the deadline... Was smart. They, 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 they added, like, smart move, solid right? prospects. They could package them for anyone I would else. I Mets do. definitely did better than the Cardinals. The Cardinals didn't really get too much in return. Who knows? But we'll see how prospects like, come wow, out. Blue Jays, they got a Blue Jays seventh prospect. And then nothing else really from the Blue Jays. Orioles, they got a couple of them. Jack Leary. Yeah, from or- Orioles, they probably got a couple pieces. But but yeah, I'm still putting... At least they acknowledge that they, they got to sell, right? I mean, they still have Arenado and Goldschmidt. So those guys are getting older a little bit. And then D-back, same thing. I'm putting them in my winners just because they're going for it. And I love it. Like, just yeah, love they're going for it. Okay. Um. So what would you say Blue Jays are? What do you mean? Like men or loser? Uh, they're like in the middle still. Like they're in the middle. They're, they're mixed emotions. Wait, uh, they add insurance. Like they're a winner because they added an insurance piece, right? No, like, it's that's a mixed emotion. They're not. They're not either. Yeah, but, but if you ha- if I had to pick one, it'd be a winner because they addressed. Like imagine if Bo Bichette was out longer and they didn't fix that. Like, would you really want Santiago Espinal being your only shortstop? Yeah, not right. Really, so in that yeah. case, they're a winner, but lose like the, they're in the well, middle. That's like a must move. That's like yeah, but that's what makes they easily could have been like nah, we have Espinal, right? So um, it's not a winner, not a loser. Yeah, that's same what thing. It is. Okay, so this is this is well, last, I'm not even gonna pick one. Last one for this, the Angels. It's a wait and see for me. It's a loser for me right now. No, the, here's the thing. But if they make the playoffs and be a winner. No, not even that. Like, if Otani resigns, it's a winner. If Otani doesn't resign, they're a loser, especially if they don't make the playoffs. Yeah. Like, if, no, even if, if they make the playoffs, they have to go far. Even like, if they make the playoffs and Otani doesn't resign, I'll give them the winners. I would, depending on how far they go. Like, if they get out of the wild card, I don't care. You lo- you gave up your second and third best prospects in a trade for Giolito, right? So, um, yeah, you like the aggressiveness, but does it convince Otani to stay is a question. Like, and especially if you don't make the playoffs and he leaves, oh, that's a lose, lose, lose right there. So oh, that's the biggest L in yeah. history. <laughs> so, at that point, you might as well just trade Mike Trout as well. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's it for the deadline mainly. I know we're like speed running so, this a little bit. So, yeah. Um, I do have a question for you. Just, do you have one too? Yeah, I was just going to say, like, who are your favorites coming out of each league? What okay. Happened? Sorry, I forgot to mention one big thing. What? Eduardo Rodriguez. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's big before we get to that. Yeah, Eduardo Rodriguez. So he won. did get traded. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm putting, oh, those of you in audio can't see, but I'm doing air quotes. 
It's because he had a, a no trade list on him. Yeah, and Dodgers are part of the list. And somehow the Dodgers are on the list, which is surprising, right? Because like you would think, a, it's LA. You have a chance B, of winning. The Dodgers are actually good. Yeah. So you would still be there. I don't the reason know. why the Dodgers are not like fully up to the Dodgers level, even though they're still doing good, is because they're injured. Yeah. So like Dave Roberts just said he, um, not just said, but like when he uh, he admitted that he was surprised. You don't know what his comfort level is. Maybe he's an East Coast guy. Um, so yeah, he was one of the ten. I mean, he teams. did sign with Detroit, like when he was a free agent. Yeah, but also got me money too. Uh, so uh, who knows? I mean, money transfers on a trade. So. Yeah, I know, but I say who knows what happened. But yeah, Eduardo Rodriguez was definitely one of the top end starting pitcher uh, available in the market for. So then Dodgers definitely would have need him. Then LA ended up getting Yarbrough. So cause yeah, Yarbrough's a multi inning guy coming out of the pen all right so going back to your point yeah so who are now you've deadline's done who yeah. do you think who do you think is coming out of the al and the nl nl i'm still sticking with even though it's baseball that's what i think i love baseball it's not like the nba usually the favorite wins um same thing with the nhl right with the mlb uh i'm still gonna for the nl i'm still sticking with atlanta i i can't go against that team right now like they've been so dominant now yeah can they pull off a boston bruins or last year's version of the dodgers or whatever sure but i have to be convinced and yes they didn't add big things but they didn't need to add big time things right you have you have the arguable mvp you have the probable cy young winner right so two of them right they have like two stud pitchers they added back another pitcher from injury i forgot his name you might know better um actually i I didn't hear about it um who was the other pitcher's name i forgot i'll look into that but for me it's the it's the from that side it's the astros sorry the the braves yeah the other side the al is where it's tough and i is a tough league in general for me right now it's between three teams it's the texas rangers yeah i'll definitely put texas up the houston astros and the baltimore orioles you would put Orioles up there as well, And right? I'm ranking Baltimore last just because of their inexperience. That's it. Like, I don't want to, like, put them ahead. But it's because of their inexperience. I don't want to put them one. Yeah. But then I could see, like, you could see a team like the Jays go hot in the... They make the playoffs. They might just go hot in the playoffs or even right before the playoffs. You could see, um, like I said, the Astros or the Rangers do the same thing. You know, potential Angels c- come out of nowhere and do the same thing. The Yankees or whoever, right? Not even, well, not much the Yankees, but the Rays, for example. But like at the current moment, like you can't argue. If I if I were to pick one, I'm gonna go with the Rays or uh, sorry, the uh, Rangers. Yeah, I'll go with the Rangers too. Just uh, because like I like what they did. I thought they were an underrated team from the beginning of the year, and you're you're my witness for that. And obviously, we argued that on the like our expectations based on the tearless video. The tearless video. Check it out, by the way, banger. Um. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm gonna stick with the Rangers just because they have the experience. You know, Marcus, you know, Corey Seager has been there. Marcus Simeon's been in the playoffs with Oakland before they became shit the bed. Um, obviously those Scherzer, Degrom. Down, you have Scherzer Evaldi's and Degrom. Yavaldi's been, been there. Um, I don't know how their bullpen is. Not they might still need, that might be their weakest point at this po- yeah, moment on the top the, of my head. Bullpen's not the definitely. So the that that's what scares me. But like obviously on paper. You would want to, like, I would want to say the Jays on paper, if everything gets clicked, they should go. And that's complete bias. But based on what we've seen on the reg- in the season, no. I have to see more consistency from them. And then, yeah, and the Orioles are just too young for me. And then Houston, at the end of the day, you still have Dusty Baker. 
and uh, they just perform in the playoffs. They perform in the playoffs. Whether now you could banging trash cans or not, <laughs> just still get it done, right? <laughs> right, like hey, if Rob Ranford doesn't take the trophy, uh, the trophy away or whatever, he might as well. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, like jokes aside, like I would still you brought back Verlander. You got Framber Valdez throwing no hitters on like ninety pitches. Valdez was struggling, right, bro. If yeah, you, if you saw his July size, you're like, what the hell happened? Yeah, he was two? early Cy Young favorite too. Early on, early he on, he was top five. He was was he? He was in the top five list. Probably like his first start, but he wasn't yeah. really that. But, but you know, your your Dan Alvarez has been injured. He might come back. He's so back. He's, he's already, back. So there you go. I I, it's tough, but I'm gonna stick with the Rangers just because I want to be a little different and stick with the team that I thought was under the radar at the beginning of the year. By the way, the pitcher. For Atlanta was Max Fried, and right now yeah. they said he's still on the IL. On the oh, okay. score says it. So I right think now he, he might get activated this week or something. Yeah, That's I mean that'll be a big ad for them for sure. Yeah. Okay. So last thing before we move on to soccer because we have a lot to talk about there in terms of the women's World Cup. Um, I was gonna ask you this before we started the convo, but I was asking now. I heard this question on the radio. Which league? And I'm gonna throw in the January transfer window, not the not the summer transfer window as well so the five sports that we mainly watch and cover really on the pod it has the best trade deadline like so, recently or just in general general i mean recently in general like whatever what I mean, best and worst like if you want to rank it, you could rank it i mean right now it's nba the way that the deadline's been the last yeah. couple of seasons it's been pretty pretty killer a lot of player movement right yeah uh Especially when like you had James Harden traded last or two or year and a half ago or two years. I ago. I mean, NFL is the worst, right? NFL, nothing really happens. I want to go NHL now. No, nah, I would still give NHL a second last. And NFL, NFL at least, is worse. NFL. You've seen Von Miller get traded. You've seen some pieces get traded recently. Last couple years. Last couple of years. Like yeah, overall the NHL was better well, than the NFL, but the NHL now is trash because of the cap. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the getting hard worse. cap is screwed. It I'll give up. it. I'll give it one more year. If NFL has another good deadline, then I'll so probably, you're going NFL last still. I'll still go NFL last. Yeah, because you know how realistically are you gonna really trade like a struggle like a quarterback in the middle of the year? Not really. Not really, right? Like yeah. a top wide receiver, is he really going to get traded in the middle of the year? No. Unless it's like, they're sh- absolutely shit the bed. Like, imagine if DeAndre Hopkins was still in the Cardinals, then I could see it happening. But you don't see, like, AJ Brown requesting a trade when he was in Tennessee in the middle of the year. Like, you don't see that happening. You don't. Right? So, like, the thing with NHL. There's so much control with the player. Yeah, the as thing well. with NHL. Like, the team's con- yeah. team control as well, yeah, early on. The thing with NHL, like, there has been, like, this deadline wasn't that bad for NHL. If you it wasn't, it. but it was like just you like... You have Timo Meyer moving. You got Patrick Kane moving. You got Vladimir Tarasenko moving. It's just Tarasenko like the, it made moving. it so hard and unpredictable. Like, it, was a, it was a big deadline this year. It was. It's just like the caps part. It's like, okay, I know you got yeah, to retain like 60% like of the salary for the year or whatever the case may be. But Yeah, but no, I'll give NFL last. NHL second last. Uh, I'm going January transfer window second or first. You're going January transfer window? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to put MLB third. Yeah, I like think they're summer, right? I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting MLB third just because uh, I, I feel uh, like it's up and like this year's was like one. meh. This year's was genuinely meh. Yeah, MLB, like the one thing that favors MLB to make Teams it. Teams like, love to sell yeah. <laughs> and get prospects no matter what. How many years are left on their contract too? Yeah, times. right. Teams love to get prospects depending. Yeah. Like obviously Mets traded their two best pitchers. Yeah. And then uh, the thing with MLB, there's a lot of positions help, you know. With the player movement yeah. as well. January transfer window, I, I guess recently second. hasn't been as good as it used to be. But like you heard names like Matt, you know, January transfer window. You got um, Coutinho was a January transfer window. This past year, or Bruno Fernandez was a January transfer window. Enzo Fernandez. Enzo Fernandez, right? Mikhail Madrick for Chelsea, even though he, yeah, he's struggling yeah, okay. now. Um, you just made your case work. Am I gonna move no, I'm just saying now? in general, like th- those were big names you would see usually move in the summer. 
for how much Madrid went for it, it's still a lot. Yeah, right? but it's Chelsea. Right? <laughs> like, Man United fell out because their owners are shit and they don't want to do anything in the January transfer window, to be exact. I know they spend money in the summer, but it's weird. But, like, yeah, it fell off, but a little bit. But, like, yeah, he's like, Enzo Fernandez is a name you don't see get sold in the um, winter. Yeah, I know. The bigger ones definitely do happen in the summer. That's for sure. So, I mean, it's a, it's a coin toss for me for between MLB and January transfer window. But for me, recently, MLB, NBA just taking the number one spot. Yeah. I mean, if you get Kevin Durant traded in the middle of the year with four years left in his contract or whatever it is, <laughs> it's got to be so. Yes. Um. Okay. I think that's it for the MLB. Um, yes. Is, um, moving on. I already mentioned Dylan's. Yeah. You, you, you want to go soccer right now? They are big. Yeah, let's go soccer. Okay. So we'll go to the Women's World Cup first and we'll start off with Canada. And what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Canada, obviously, if you guys haven't noticed by now, we are Canadian, you know, so we're big soccer fans anyways. We're going to support Canada thick and through unless some bullshit happens, you know, behind the scenes or whatever, right? Um, legally, I mean. But we get up for like, what, 3 a.m. during this game on a Monday. So we ha- I have work, you have work. We're like, okay, just need a win or a draw and they're through. And I'm always going to wake up. I don't care if it was ma- male or female, whoever was playing. Because like, at the end of the day, we got to recognize the woman put Canada soccer on the map, right? Yeah, but so I'm I'm gonna support before. that, especially with the Olympic gold they won last time, but they got their ass kicked for nothing, and we have two different perspectives of it, but we agree with each other as well, like everybody on internet. Now, discla- uh, the thing that I mentioned, I remember last week, just to keep it out there, we were gonna bring on someone, unfortunately, hasn't we haven't we weren't able to schedule it, so I'm hoping we could still get it done because we're gonna get into the Canada soccer bullshit as well and we know a little bit of it but we want to know the details so we don't know that too much we were so i, I was in contact with someone to come on the pod for the first time ever <laughs> but uh, uh it didn't work out at the moment so we're hoping that happens still but for now we're gonna just give our thoughts so let's talk about the game itself first and overall um world cup just to make it clear they lost for nothing which means they're out of the world cup but go yeah they finished third australia got six now Nigeria has five points, Canada has four, four, and Ireland finished with one. So, your thoughts? Yeah, it was fucking dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> what you I thought you were going to go on a huge rant. Bro, it was terrible. Like, you made me lose sleep. That's what, Like, if it was a game, it was like, a, you know, 3, 4 o'clock, I would have gotten over Technically it. Technically, it was 3 o'clock. No, like... Uh, PM. PM. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would have gotten over it. Yeah. But you made me lose sleep. And I'm still catching up to sleep this week right now. Yeah. So... No, like, it was just terrible. Like, right, there's excuses to be made, obviously. Which I'm going to get into in a sec. Which which will happen, right? But, like, at this point, the game that the players put on the field, the coach put on the field, right, what they showed on the field, that's on the players and the coach, all right? Like, there's a difference between the Nigeria game and this game. The Nigeria game, you could tell that they weren't prepared. And that's obviously, did they have those friendlies before the world cup to well they didn't prepare. execute either but yeah but yeah they didn't execute but like you could tell like you know there was a little bit off by that but you know what they were doing in the nigeria game that they didn't do in ireland and in australia they were still hustling they were still pressing they Keeping were still the winning 50 50 balls they were defending well all right that shit just on the players that's hustle that's that's what you like i could do that right you could do that but like uh genuinely those things are like those is that's just a skill issue that's a player issue right there 
I would uh, well skill issue differently, hustle issue like mindset issue. Yeah, no, it's still same uh, thing. Coaching, I'm gonna go into the coaching. Like, I'll, go, I'll let you go into coaching in a second. Beth Priestman, as much as I praise her in-game changes, which she's done well, her tactics haven't been there. I don't know how much is like she really wants to be Christian Saint Clair or not. Um, but obviously she got it wrong. The, the attack is nowhere to be seen. I understand Janine Becky's injured as. Jesse Fleming was injured the first game, which is why nothing was executed properly. Ireland, the first half was it, was, it was just more no effort, whereas the second half, there was effort and you saw the changes. But got to look at the coaching a little bit there because you always don't want to play from behind. And for whatever reason, the defense fell apart in the third game. Like the first two it games, fell apart. That one question I was going to ask that guest was like, does Canada have the best? defense and then all of a sudden that game happens yeah so i don't know how much of that was like again i was listening to the the northern football podcast hosted by um peter glindo alex ganje ruzic if i'm saying that correctly and i forgot the other guy um he's a host but they were mentioning like similar things like there was no communication on the field it seems like jade riviere didn't know where to be quinn was confused of where to be now you're asking you're doing the same thing as you did in the um, in the Olympics, the problem with that was you don't have Desiree Scott. She's out injured. You don't have, you know, Jade Rose. You don't have Nichelle Prince on the field because she came back from injury. Steph Labe was your goalie, right? So you're asking Quinn and Julia Grosso, to, uh, who didn't start then, to start and play that D- CDM role, which they're not. Quinn is more of an 8. Grosso is more of an 8 slash 10, if you want to say it, right? Um you know, girls like Jordan Heidemann didn't start back then. Now she's a starter. Uh, Jade Riviere, same thing. So like, half the team was different and they were playing the same tactics. So that's where the other thing was. And I'm going to get to the Federation because the lack of practice also showed. But yeah, before no, I go like, into that. Yeah, obviously there's blame to be thrown around everywhere. But we can't. Like we're not saying. We cannot blame the players need to be a fault Lack of and effort, the coaching yeah. had, need Christine to be a fault Sinclair too. said it perfectly now I'm going to get into the Canada soccer side of things she essentially said um, about the federation it's not on them for how we performed but I hope they wake up and realize like we have the p- talent and potential to step up and stuff now this is where I'm going to go everything you said I agree with I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying right this is not me and you arguing but I'm going to go at Canada soccer a little bit now because we already kind of went on the players and the men's side of things. We went to the... Uh, now we're, we're going after the women. Again, everybody watching at home that into Canada soccer or wh- whoever watches Canada soccer, we're not blaming... Not blaming the players. The players deserve 100% oh, of the blame. Like, the coaching staff deserves 100% of the blame as well. But two things can be right. And it does... But it's also not a coincidence when the glory days of the men were when they qualified for the fucking World Cup, right? Moments after labor issues federation issues come out they struggle at the world cup they struggle at the gold cup they put a dreadful performance in the nation's league the woman they win the olympic gold look what happened they go on they had that one tournament against the u.s in the final which they lost they could have qualified for the world cup or sorry the olympics. not just the world cup but and the olympics with the u.s ended up winning outside of that performance they performed well the minute that she believes cup comes out same thing happens um labor issues they're on strike you're gonna sue them blah 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 Right during this World Cup, the men season desist letter comes out. Yes, was that some of a distraction for sure? Again, I'm not putting saying that it's 100% on the federation for the way the women performed, but it's not a fucking coincidence. The woman carried this uh, fran- um, this program 
since 2012 especially the men were nowhere to be fucking found the women were the reason why canada soccer was in this position otherwise me and you would not fucking give a shit about canada soccer at all if yeah. we had no reason to it do we watch cricket no because fucking canada's not involved properly i understand we're indian but i'm not that's a different side of things you look at other sports as well right basketball did we give a shit about canada basketball until now not really. The women finally are doing decent. Kia Nurse is leading the way. But now we're going to get into the FIBA World Cup. But we're excited to watch because Canada Vasca was doing something. The progress, the women, and then eventually the men made huge shout out to John Herdman because he was the big factor for both sides of things. Now we're taking a step backward. How the hell do we not have a proper striker? I understand Jordan Heidema is not performing at the international level. She's doing well at the club level. Right? This isn't like a bomb-ass player who's not doing well. There's a reason why PSG picked her up. But how come she's not doing well uh, to succeed Christine St. Clair? Right? Before this fucking World Cup, and I understand that the women, uh, there are other countries in this World Cup that did not have uh, the funding or whatever. But their expectations are different. I understand Nigeria doesn't have that. I understand Vietnam. I understand Philippines did not have that. But Canada soccer just showed you they won Olympic gold. Where is their like? Where is their training? Where is their practices? Because it's fucking bullshit that they only had to play three she believes cup games and one closed friendly that we don't know what happened in, and then the she believes cup games were under mega distraction because they were genuinely on strike, right? The men's side of things, you finally have a fucking superstar, arguably one of the faces of overall athlete in Canada, in Alfonso Davies. You can mark it off of him. Yeah, you signed this 20-year deal with CSB, and I understand there's some benefits with CSB that we got the CPL League, which is why we got the World Cup. And I'm not going to ramble too much on that because we wanted a guest for on that for that reason. But a 20-year deal sounds pretty stupid right now. If it was a five-year deal and then you renegotiate, that makes much sense. But they got to fucking wake up because you're telling me that no one can succeed Christine St. Clair? How the, hell are the, how the hell are the U.S. women and men propelling? The U.S. men do not give a shit. The U.S. as a whole have basketball ahead of soccer, has football ahead of soccer, has baseball ahead of soccer. How the hell, now you could even argue hockey a little bit, is up there tied with soccer right now. It makes no sense to me that you have no proper professional league, which, shout out Diana Matheson, the Project Ada starting in 2025. If it goes well, that's the key thing, we don't know. We have a cousin, and I'm saying this is my opinion, this is not anything Jeevan telling me or whatever the case may be or his parents are telling me. This is per strictly my opinion. I don't know if you're going to share the same opinion. But how the hell do the women, the U17, the U20 women, the U17 and U20 men's do not perform well recently? The U17 and 20 women do not perform well at the World Cup. So when How are you going to develop these players? So when we were watching Jeevan's game for the qualifiers, right? Yeah. Canada played USA in the semifinals. Huge difference. Uh, there was a huge difference. Reason being, they said, the commentator said himself, uh, Canada had what? One or two camps, right? Something like that, like yeah. One or two camps and USA had like six, seven. Yeah, so, like, I'm not going on this tangent. I don't know who's going to watch this. I don't know if I'm making even any sense talking about this. This is beauty of, of the podcast. This is where I'm sharing my opinion. 100% I agree with Joven about the women performing poorly and 100% I agree with him about the men performing poorly. That has nothing to do with it. They got to be a little bit more professional than that. But it also, you got to blame the Federation for not setting up proper um, training camps, not setting up proper friendlies against the top countries of the world. None of this bullshit. Let's play a friendly against Curacao before a World Cup. I'm talking about if you're playing England in the first round or first group game or if, sorry, in Canada's case, you're playing Croatia. Are they going to fucking play... Even Poland at the most. All right? This is a European 
country. Just a European country. Canada might qualify for the Copa America. Okay, are are they gonna play other Uruguayan te- or other South American teams that are not in their group? Are they gonna play these European teams? We don't know. There's rumors saying that only one uh, of the teams, out of the men or women, could go on the uh, on uh, on their international break. Only one of them could go. How does that make sense? And it's gonna be the woman probably first because they have to qualify for the Olympics. And we don't know how much of this is gonna get better, both on their performance side and their coaching side, plus their um uh the, the negotiations. Sophie Schmidt just retired. Next to St. Clair, she put Canada soccer on the map. Christine St. Clair played her last World Cup game, and we don't know if this is her. This, this was her last official game. They went out like that. Now, that's on the players, but that's also on Canada soccer. Same with Atiba Hutchison. Atiba Hutchison went out bad as well. So, I don't know. At this point, like we love soccer. We're so happy Canada is involved. We didn't know what the hell was going on behind the scenes. Now we do, and we hope it gets better. But we don't know if it is. Bro, okay. So I'm just going to say this, right? Um, When we saw the woman win bronze in 2012 Olympics, right? 2012 and 2016, yes. 2012, yeah. But, like, I'm just going in timeline, right? Which they were screwed for a gold medal game. But anyways, continue. How, like, once we learned about that, we were actually pumped up to watch the 2015 World Cup. Especially, also, it was, it was in Canada. It was in well, Canada. Right? And then we got pumped up to watch the 2016 Olympics again. And they won right? bronze. They won bronze. The 2020 summer, well, 20, 2019 was, Olymp- uh, World Cup was bad. 2019 World Cup was bad, but we still watched the games, right? Yeah. And then what? The next one was the 2020 Olympics, which was in 2021 for, you know, yeah. everyone knows why. Whereas a uh, gold medal, Tokyo, we were up in the morning watching. I was on the packed sky train going away. Yeah, we were watching the games, right? Yeah. So. Top of the we world. We got excited. So then when we learned that Kanda men's team men's you know. team made that little what they had to like call make play two qualifiers obviously they made it they out had of, to qualify usually they don't the, even make the ocho it's yeah. called the ocho the t- eight teams and the top three make it and the fourth team goes yeah to the they playoff. don't even make the ocho right yeah. and they made the ocho and then we got all hyped up and that's not only us the stadiums are jam-packed in the snow yeah right the ice teca the ice teca we right? beat usa and mexico we drew the mexican team at so, azteca in mexico so now you're getting a product right that's sellable that's watchable in both sides of the program at that point, which was... Which was never the case until... Uh, which well, was legit well, a year mainly ago, Mainly the right? woman. Mainly like the one woman year was ago. only carrying them, but yeah. Yeah, but one year ago, you had a thing where like... Like 2021. The qualifiers were like yeah. legit one year ago, right? Yeah. So you had a thing where both the men and the woman were at their peak. Yeah. Basically, and you had a product. So it was a different story if they're both shit and you're not getting any money, right? But like, you got a product, people are watching, people are buying the tickets... And you take a step backwards, like worse even before you. How do you go worse? How do you go worse before when they were shit? Like the like they're worse right now than they were be- than when they were like when the teams were shit. They were in a better situation then than they are now. Yeah, like, so I like, don't understand that. I don't understand like like I'm, I don't blame the players for wanting more money because they're outplaying exactly what they did. They're carrying the name Canada on the on the, um on the map and and soccer. Right, like again, I'm not this. I'm not absolving their player, the their play at the world, their risk, both of theirs respective World Cups and other tournaments they have played. I'm not absolving that, but I'm still saying, future sakes, how is this team gonna improve? Do we have Jeevan has a sister that plays soccer? Is she, is it gonna work? Is a U17 World Cup even gonna happen in Indonesia this year? We don't know because 
we don't know what the details behind the CSB, CSA shit is. And yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to just leave it there. It's frustrating because we finally, when people ask us who we root for for the World Cup, we, we want us to Canada. Like when we say, I say Spain, you say Argentina, whatever, right? Well, especially people that don't know soccer much, like why not Canada? Because they never can make it. I was so happy and pumped that we qualified for the World Cup. And it's no, because we did not host it, unlike the one in 2026, which we probably should have qualified for anyways, based on recent performance and the World Cup qualifiers. We genuinely qualified and popped the Ocho. So that's the frustrating part for me. Um, Canada Soccer needs to figure their shit out. Yes, the players need to figure their shit out and perform better. And yeah, we go on from there because if Canada Soccer can't figure their shit out, Bev Priestman and John Herman both have kind of stated like, they were willing to leave as well. And I don't think you'll find anyone better on the men's side for sure that could that you're going to get. Because if you can't afford John Herdman or the team properly, how the hell are you going to afford, afford a top-level coach? Unless there's someone completely we don't know about. And the women's side of things, there are some people that are mentioned. But again, I don't know them personally. Like, not, not at a personal, I'm not saying at a personal level. I don't know the pl- the coach slash former Canadian player personally. Carmelina Moscato, the girl that was... Oh, uh, she was an analyst. The yeah. analyst. She was arguably the coach. But Peter Glindo on his podcast said... Why would she want to... She left Tigris. I don't know if she was coaching the men or the woman uh, because they were having, pay, um, you know, funding issues and stuff. Why the hell would she come here? Yeah, so it just genuinely recently after, I don't know, like one year ago when you're at your best, one year later, everything just fell apart with the federation, the money, the players playing poorly, coaches not putting out their best tactic and losing the battles before... So it just all just fell apart. Everything, everything from players everything. to coaching to the federation is the reason why the woman got out of the World Cup. Yeah, early. so it genuinely. Like, I genuinely every- do believe though, if the federation was okay and like good terms, I understand the woman signed an interim thing, but it's an interim thing. Uh, I felt like they would definitely would have been performing way better because they would have had the camps and stuff. But again, to you your never point, know. They didn't hustle. Yeah, if you don't hustle, you're not winning games. But again, yeah, to, like to our, that our, point. like Australia and Ireland outran you. Yeah, so, so like you're not winning that game no matter how many counts. Like we you said, have. I uh, both of us make our points. We both agree it with each other. Both like, things are right. Yeah, from every, the both men and women perspective, everyone is to blame. Yeah, so, so how we're gonna you, leave it there. I mean, we find we got a clip of a moment. <laughs> how much are you that? sweating, bro? Like you went off. Yeah, I mean, like you can't blame me. Huh? I'm not the only Canadian guy going off. Our group chat's going off, like saying like, how the hell are I don't, I'm not getting into the politics, but like, get involved, right? So, we want to see soccer succeed in Canada, and we need to see it. But let's move on to the World Cup still. Another upset, similar to Christine St. Clair Panger's sixth World Cup, Brazilian legend, soccer legend, Marta. 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 Marta, that's what I said. I heard Marta, <laughs> with like a TH. Uh-huh. But Mar- I said Marta. Um, similar vibe, sixth World Cup, did not make it out of the group stage. And so, this is my, okay, I forgot this part of my rant. I'm not gonna rant though. Other countries are getting better. Whether yeah. it be by, whether it be by, um, will and power, willpower, or whether it be on talent or whatever, other countries are now on, like, on the map. And the perfect example is because the US barely survived. US did make it. They're second in their group, but they barely, be- barely, barely beat Vietnam. Think about it. It was 3 0 win. But, yeah. yeah, but like last time they versed a team at that level, they won 10 0. Remember the Haiti? Yeah, and then they tied Netherlands and then they tied Portugal. They were losing Netherlands and they got hit. They got lucky with a post apparently in the last second where Carly Lloyd was like pissed off. Why is this team celebrating? Right? So, so yeah, US, the talent is getting there. England's on the map. It's Germany, yeah, England's France. Like, um, Canada should have been there because but, US, yeah. it was legit USA or nothing before but now England's definitely good competition 
Netherlands has always been there. Sweden. Netherlands made the finals. Sweden, obviously. Like, that was making it more frustrating because Canada, just if they just played so properly, these, yeah. could have challenged the US again like they did in the Olympics. It was, it was actually like, I thought in the beginning of this World Cup as I would be USA or no one. But now when you like, you know, see the results, watch a few games, right? Are you still sticking with it's the still, prediction? It's still open. Like, it's actually open. So Canada playing poorly and obviously not getting the resources and help just, you know, kind of fucked up their chances. Or are you still sticking with your prediction? Okay. I'm still going to stick with USA. I think they're just going to, they're just going to find a way, Yeah. right? It's going to be a different way. It's not going to be a dominating way that they always do. But I feel like they'll find a way still. Yeah. So like the teams that did qualify that are surprising teams that qualified. South Africa got their first ever win. Yeah. They beat Italy. And they qualified. And to qualify. That, yeah. So they, uh, I think uh, they got their. Nigeria also qualified and uh, Morocco. Nigeria, just yeah. There's a third team, I believe, that qualified. Uh no okay, here's a you want Canada's playing Jamaica, right, for to qualify for the Olympics in a home away in September. So they have to do a quick turnaround if they want to even make the Olympics next year. So what is like home? Uh, and Jamaica away? is the team that beat like Jacob. Jamaica, uh, I don't know. Uh, so there's two games. I think they said it's a home and away. So I don't know. We'll see. It might be legs. Yeah, uh, I'll look into it. But Jamaica finished second in the group ahead of Brazil, and we're playing. Bum. Jamaica's on the come up. So, Nigeria's on the come up. Nigeria performed well in the World Cup. Yes. Australia's performed well. Um, South Africa, who's never gotten a result, I believe, in the World World Cup, got a, res- got a draw. Results, yeah. And then we're beating Sweden in the first game, and uh, beat Italy <laughs> to make it to the uh, knockout stages. Yeah, so um, those are that's the update of the women's World Cup. I won't be surprised if they don't qualify Olympics. Now, yeah, generally. people are saying that. But like, too. at least like one thing that pisses me about the players, like, shouldn't this light a fire in your ass? But like saying that, like, you know, when you prove this federation wrong, that like, you know, because this the way they perform in the World Cup kind of helps in the federation case that saying like, oh, they're gonna be like, oh, you, you guys play like shit. Why will we play you? Why will we pay you now? Yeah, type of thing. So like, I feel like they should. They should have had like a little bit more pride, a little bit more. Oh no, for sure, I, I 100% agree with that. So, so it is a two-game series in September for a spot at the 2024 Paris Olympics. Um, Canada defeated Jamaica in the semifinals of the tournament. I talk louder. Uh, this is mumbling, bro. So Canada defeated Jamaica in that semifinal where they lost to the U.S. one nothing in the final. Yeah. Um, the Canadians beat Sweden. I get that. Um, they will play in the Women's World Cup because this is before the Women's just, World Cup. So there's nothing really shown right now. Nothing. Uh, I think it might be legs. Makes sense. Yeah, whatever. Legs, so let's go on. Move on. Um, legend retiring. Let's just talk, get off that. One of the best goalkeepers ever. ever. Definitely one of the best in our generation. When we watch soccer, John Luigi Buffon retires at the age of 45, playing for Parma, who's like a Div One team, Serie A Div One team. So. Didn't he start his career with Parma too? I don't know. I'm pretty, sure he's, I'm pretty sure he's dead. But yeah, he's officially called it a career. You know, the dude's still playing. You would think he would be chilling somewhere in the lower divisions in Italy or like I'm chilling in MLS somewhere making money. But yeah, legend of the game. You know, helped Italy win the World Cup back in 06. Uh, the Euros, he, was, One he wasn't the goalie, but I don't even know if he was on the squad, to be honest. But Was he? I don't even know. Uh, but obviously, Don Ruma started the Euros. Yeah, but won the World Cup. Obviously, didn't win the big one. Made the a Juventus. Euro. Made a Euro. Went to PSG randomly for a year. And yeah, then, made a Euro 2012 final. Yeah, but lost. 
Yeah. Um. Yeah. To Spain, lost to Spain, and then yeah, Joel and Luigi Buffon. Arguably, many, the people, some people's goat. Some goalie. people's goat for goalie. Obviously, you could argue Casillas as well. Yeah. And then uh, multiple league titles with Juventus. So. Stayed loyal, loyal to Juventus. Loyal to Juventus yeah. as well, right? When they got relegated. So, so you know, definitely one of the legends of the game. Sad to see. Now, it sucks because, like, I don't think you got that, what is it, the back three and the goalie with Benucci, Marzagli, and uh, Chiellini with Buffon and Net was, like, probably, like, one of the best defensive trio, def- center-back trio, right, you could think of when they play a three-back and, obviously, you have one of the best goalies. Definitely, they always put on a masterclass one day. Yeah. They're on the pitch. So, yeah, yeah 45 years old. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Let me just double check if there's any any signings that happen quickly. But um, I think Rosmus Hojland, quickly, Man United mentioned. He, he's supposed to be presented this weekend. So, the shitty part is he's not going to get any game time before the season starts. So, classic front office. But a um, couple of things here. Um, I don't know how true this is. The first thing I literally just saw, Mbappe has told Chelsea he is open to joining them, on, but only on a one-year loan deal. Yeah, we don't There's know no Champions there, League. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, this is the big news. Uh, Gonzalo Ramos is, uh, to PESG, is practically done. Oh, wow. 65 so, million. Hat-trick in the World 65 Cup. 65 million plus 15. He's the guy who was famously got Ronaldo benched in a way. <laughs> but, got a hat-trick. Was it he, was, he was United's backup option. But it's yeah. around a 16 game against Switzerland. Yeah. So, and then obviously Portugal eliminated after the uh, next round. So, yeah. Sadio Mane officially joins Al Nazar, which is Ronaldo's team. Wasn't there like a Guardiola news? Nothing really. Nothing happened. like, I thought, I thought they agreed. I thought there was some the sort of reports agreement. got voided and now they're saying that they're close to being agreement. So, so they're close to being agreement again. Fabrizio Romano was also famous for saying Bruno de City was almost done, but it didn't obviously happen. So, um, during the time, like literally after that, we signed after. him. Yeah. Um. Uh, nothing big. Nothing Otherwise, big. Harry Kane to Byron is could could be done soon. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, you got PL starting in two weeks, right? Like a week. A week next Friday. Yeah. August eleventh. Oh. Just the, yeah, nine days. Yeah, away. Okay. Yeah, that's nine days away. So. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Um. Let's go to quick fire. Um. UFC big fight got announced on Kalev. The guy who should have probably had the light heavyweight belt before Jamal Hill has uh, is fighting on the Abu Dhabi card. Right now, the rumor is um, he's fighting Ankalev. He's fighting Johnny Walker, who's the ranked sixth. Both of them are on pretty good hot streaks, right? Obviously, Ankalev drew though, but to ruin the win, the win streak. But the rumor is Yuri, if healthy, will verse Pereira for a potential title fight as well. That's gonna be a good fight. Um, oh, last thing about soccer. We were mentioning Canada soccer earlier. Whitecaps. Oh, yeah. Whitecaps made moves, Making right? moves. Now, no, it's not messy level moves, but it's um, Richie, Richie Larea, Sam Adekubi, who had European stints. Well, Richie Larea was on loan to TFC. Whitecaps are making moves. So, those of you that care about the MLS, <clears throat> our cousin, one of our cousins, not not Jeevan, he plays with the Whitecaps, that's different. I'm talking about one of our cousins that actually follows the MLS. Um, should be pumped right now. Yeah, no, they're, they're actually moves. making decent moves yeah, to the point so. where I actually want to go to a game now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that. But going back to what was that on UFC? Oh yeah, I just announced. Uh, yeah, yeah, UFC on club. Yeah, Walker. FIBA World Cup. Also, another thing we'll just quickly mention right now: 
Nate Diaz versus Jake Pauls this weekend. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, technically it's a professional bout, so um, we'll see what happens with that. Um, I guess another professional fight that got announced was Tommy Fury versus KSI. Yeah, yeah. we're not gonna go too much into it just because I know some people have opinions on YouTube boxing, but even boxing, but this technically professional. The technically professional. I mean, we'll see. I mean, if KSI does beat a boxer. <laughs> we gotta, gotta Would you classify him. Jake Paul as a professional boxer at this point now? Huh? He only faced technically one professional boxer. He only faced one professional boxer. <laughs> Otherwise, he's fought fighters. But yeah, but I mean, you give him respect a little bit. Like they work hard for this, so yeah. But like, you gotta kind of face the best to be classified as one as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, FIBA. Just mentioning quickly that it's beginning at the end of the month. Um, training camp. Training camps have begun at least for Canada. So we'll see who gets cut. People are saying that even potentially NBA player might get cut, not the top end ones, but like just I mean, because, like, the, just because of the chemistry. Because these, keep in mind, these tournaments go on during the NBA season, so a lot of these guys actually carry Canada to this point as well. The guys like Kevin Pangos, the Scrub Brothers, and yeah, no, their last, their actual last name is Scrub. I was like, bro, did you just roast? No, them? <laughs> their actual last name is Scrub. Tur- yo, so they're not. Yo, scrubs. you know the funny thing is, they're not Scrubs, right? No, well, compared to NBA standards, sure, but they're from North Van. Right, my buddy at work. Apparently, that's his teacher's kids, and his teacher was the basketball coach at their school. Oh, actually, yeah. He, when he heard the name Scrub, I showed him. He's like, "Yeah, yeah I know these guys." I was like, oh, "What the hell?" But yeah, um, so they're good. They're key parts of it. Yeah, like Zach Eady and them. Obviously, well, he's young, but yeah, Melvin Edgem. So yeah, I mean, yeah, for, for FIBA levels, they're decent, right? They they out of the non NBA people. Obviously, we're excited. Hopefully, no. And, um, I'm no, just gonna excited to see the Shea Jamal Murray backcourt. Yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to. So that that's has that has started. I think the USA is they have a fixed twelve man roster. So Canada has a chance. That's all I gotta say. Don't make me rant about Canada basketball too. They go downhill now too. Yeah. Um okay, moving on. Uh NFL very quickly. Did you see the beef between uh, Aaron Rodgers, Nathaniel Hackett, and that coaching staff with um Robert Sala and Sean Payne? Did we not mention this last time? Did we? We did. Oh. Yeah, I mean, obviously a big issue because quick. Well, Nathaniel Hackett, Hackett came out and just said like he broke the coach. He broke the coach. That just, came after that. I mean, I quick that. recap is Hackett was the Broncos coach last year. Broncos shot the bed completely, got fired. Sean Payton comes in, roasts Hackett, saying that last year they were shit. We're gonna do completely opposite things and this then year. The Jets or and then the, talked about because of the Jets. no, no, but like Jets reason why they're talked about it because Hackett's Jets OC as well. Yeah, and they're saying so. Like, then obviously, and then. Taking shots at the Jets, like saying that oh, all these teams are this seems like overhyped, hard knocks, and right? Hard knocks and all that stuff. But like, uh, let's then, see if they actually do good. Then Salah comes back, it's like yo, if you don't have haters, you ain't doing anything right. No, you, if you got haters, you ain't popping. Yeah, you ain't popping. <laughs> and then uh, Rogers comes out saying, "Keep your coach name out of the mouth." Yeah. Just defending his coach. And Sean Payton just said, "We're past that." So. And then yeah, so I mean, week five, stamp it, Jets versus Broncos. See what happens. All right, other NFL news quickly, you know, potential injuries and stuff. Um, no update on the JT stuff. We're not going to get into that. You guys could check out the new video. Thanks for the support on that video as well. Um, first off, injuries. Tim Patrick ruptured his Achilles, will miss his second straight season after tearing his ACL last yeah, year. Yeah, that's tough. Um, that's very tough. And I think KJ Hamler is out for them as well. Yeah, because he had some sickness that he got found with or Yeah, something. so like he has yeah. to step away. Which, uh, um, Colts is terrible. Obviously, we, I just mentioned JT. Zach Moss suffered a broken arm. 
and we'll miss the six weeks. So our what was it, our highest rushing attempt guy is Gardner Minshew. <laughs> Gardner Minshew is our <laughs> highest attempt. <laughs> but rush. yeah, no, right now it's um Deion Jackson and the uh, rookie Evan Hall. I mean, Deion Johnson, Deion Jackson is good. Yeah, but we'll see how Evan Hall does too. Yeah, Browns host defensive tackle Shelby Harris. Vikings will meet with free agent Dalton Risner. Trey Turner, not the Phillies guy, the guard, um, was picked up by the Saints, I believe, and literally the next day he's out for the year. Actually, I think he that's tore terrible. something. Yeah, that training camp, bro. I think, I think recently there's been a lot more injuries these last yeah. couple of years, right? And then you got like Travis Kelsey fighting. Like, <laughs> check out Joven Short on his conspiracy theory, by the way. <laughs> um, other news that happened today at the time of this recording. Um, let me just pull, pull it up. Oh, Cooper Cup also left practice. The Rams are a team that I'm kind of interested in seeing what will happen. I think Rams would be like, I don't think the Rams would be, I don't think they have the whole All right, line. here we go. Some big news out of this. Cooper Cup has a hamstring injury. Team will be cautious of his return. Rook, uh, Steelers rookie cornerback Corey Trice will miss entire season. Colts workout Kenny and Drake running back. Makes sense. Um, Raiders workout Jalen Smith and Ronnie Harrison. Um, okay, pretty good back and D back there. Well, passer prime. Colts sign wide receiver and kick returner Amari Rogers. Um, you know that one or no? Amari Rogers, yeah, he is a okay. kid. Texans sign tight end Nick Vanett and uh oh OJ Howard released by the Texans? No, by the Raiders. Oh, and so they sign, then they signed Fabian Morrow. Okay, well. Wow. Alright, right here. Uh Raiders release OJ Howard. Uh wait uh, Patriots sign Jalen Hurd. Broncos sign Fabian Morrow, sorry. Alright. And uh Browns will start Kellen Mond on Thursday night in Hall of Fame game. Oh, NFL football is back, if you guys are wondering. Well, at the time this recording comes. Uh, you did say that. Huh? You don't say it at the beginning. I'll say it again. NFL, <laughs> it's a Hall of Fame game, so it's just like a regular preseason game. At the, It's on on Thursday. So when this pod comes out, if you guys missed NFL football, tune in. Otherwise, uh, preseason starts the week after. Um, Last thing, big news though. Kamara is meeting up with... Uh, Alvin Kamara from the Saints is meeting up with Roger Goodell to discuss the potential suspension, which threw me by surprise because I thought there were no charges. This is from like the uh, end of the regular season, I believe, postseason, um, about like some assault thing. Yeah. So yeah, a little surprised to see how long the suspension is gonna be, if there is one. Um, we'll go on from there. Um, that's it. With that, let's end it off with some NHL and. It's the season of arbitration, but let's start off with the first big signing, Troy Terry. Um, got his extension. So before that, this was their they submitted their arbitration, right? And you know how there was a big gap in the Samsonov ones. Yeah. So the team submitted a four point five million dollar salary for Troy Terry. The player submitted eight million. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> so like, <laughs> what the? <laughs> but obviously, I had that saved from when the, I saw the tweet about Elliot Friedman. Was for like obviously, but for this one year. ended up signing a seven-year, seven mil by seven million. So seven-year, forty-nine million dollar total extension. Yeah, so. makes sense. Troy Terry's one of their young guys. Yeah, I go so lock them up. So bet them young early. Canucks learn something. Yeah, but. It so, might it might be a steel contract, you know, in um, two years. Jeremy Swayman gets one year, three point four seven. What are these random numbers in contracts now? Three point seven four four five. seven five, um, contract and arbitration. Um, Wild sign goalie Gustafson. Philip to, Gustafson. Philip Gustafson to three years, eleven point two five million dollar extension to avoid the arbitration. arbitration. Um, the last. I think that's it. That's it. Right? I already said Jeremy Swayman, right? Yeah. 
yeah so that's that's the update on the nhl one the preseason should be starting in a month's time as well so um obviously it's at that point now where not much news is gonna happen um so yeah um we're definitely getting to the mlb stretch now august september who will prevail make the postseason so expect some mlb a lot of mlb talk now for sure and uh, yeah, we're gonna get to a point. Well, in two months, we're like every sports going on at once. Yeah, and we're gonna be drained. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna have to like so um, talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's pretty much it, I guess. So you know, fun fun talk. You know, you saw our rant. Uh, so I'm pissed off for once. You right? know, and it's it's not fun seeing him pissed off just for living with him, right? <laughs> it's it's just scary. It's scary. And uh, so please help me. Hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully he calms down now. I'm good. Are I'm you good. sure? You were equally as pissed as me. Nah, in the way. Uh, no, you were. I've never seen you go off like this in a while. But you agree with everything I said. Yeah, you already so said. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I was yelling at you, but um, yo, um, thank you guys for watching uh, all the way through. Um, make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe. You know, rate, review, download the podcast on the audio platforms. We appreciate that, and give us a five star rating if you enjoy it and other than that we'll catch you guys on the next one peace, peace.